Hello and welcome to episode six of A Beer with Sam and Peter. It's, I mean, we've just been going on for ages now. Yeah, I know, six episodes, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah, we might have something special for episode two planned too. Episode two? I mean episode... Ten. Well, yes, episode two episode was Episode two was very special. <laughs> we had the good market oh, and everything. No. We, we, we organised this so that we wouldn't be uh, all groggy and it wasn't, we weren't drinking at like 10 o'clock in the morning and it hasn't seemed to help But alas, yeah. but alas, here we are. Yeah. How are you going, Sam? Good, thank you, Peter. Anyway, I think we should start. Cheers. Uh, this week we are drinking a fine beverage, one of both of our personal yeah. favourites. It's a Fat Yak Pale Ale. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I really... Only started drinking this because of the name. Yep. Fat Yak, and they just they just got uh, brought out uh, Lazy Yak, which that's, that's been out for a while. But yeah. Uh, well, I just found out that <laughs> Lazy Yak, yeah, which which I think is like a is it weaker more, beer. Is it? is it more like a gold nail? I'm not sure. I all I know is that, all I know is that I wanted to try it. Okay, maybe next week. Maybe next week, yeah. <laughs> but who knows. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. um, fat fat yak pale ale. It's a it's a fine brew. Yeah. So if you've all been uh, doing your homework, um, you'll know that we're talking about uh, No Country for Old Men this week. At some point before that, I think we really wanted to talk about Batman versus Superman. Yeah. So the movie, the big movie that came out this week was Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And I just like to preface this whole conversation. If you so, we're going to start out by giving a bit of an overall recommendation and talking a bit around spoilers and then we're just going to get in and spoil the shit out of it. Okay, and my overall recommendation for this movie, just to get it out there before we click away, is <laughs> don't fucking see this movie. Yeah, no, the movie is absolute garbage. Do not see Batman vs. Superman. Don't. It is a travesty. You are contributing to the problem if yes. you see this movie. Yes, it is absolute horseshit. Yeah, like as I was watching it, I had this real feeling... Apart from like all like the oh this movie sucks kind of hatred of just guilt, I was so guilty. I was just I I had images of like Transformers three, Paul Blart, Mall Cop two, all that kind of shit. It and, is, and I realized that I was giving that money. Yes, it I is, was giving mayhem fuel. It is on par with like Green Lantern and. The Daredevil movie, not the TV show. Yeah. The Daredevil movie, People which also that starred that Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's low point of superheroes. And I think yeah. at, at this point, if you haven't seen the movie, you've at least seen the trailers. Uh, you've at least seen the trailers, but you've, you've at least seen uh, Sad Affleck. Sad, <laughs> sad Affleck. And if you haven't, um, uh, it's worth <laughs> worth it's doing worth a bit of research. I recommend the version of it that's on YouTube, uh, and it's set to the sound of silence. <laughs> where Ben Affleck's in an interview uh, with Henry Cavill about the film Henry Cavill's like giving this scripted you know what? press junket answer yeah I think the audiences will be the real judge of this movie yeah. and yeah. you shouldn't listen to everything that the critics say and and all those sort of lines and like next to him Ben Affleck is just staring <laughs> off into the distance with this look of a man who has been totally defeated <laughs> because he has been shit on from the day it was announced that he was cast in that yeah, role exactly and, 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 and I think at this, at this point 
we're going to get start getting into spoilers, yeah. I think. So, and, and you know so what? given our initial recommendation, it's a pile of absolute garbage. And feel free to listen to our spoilers, because you're not going to see this movie. No. Yeah, right, uh, don't be too worried about this spoilers, because you should not see the movie. Just listen to some of the shit that's in it, Yeah. and just don't see it. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, Ben Affleck's been... He's been a sad man since the day he was cast in this movie. Look, Batflip. People sh- yeah, like I mean, people shit all over him when they found out it was him. The saddest thing like, is that the, the, the soundtrack is bad. The story is awful. The Everything is terrible, right? Batflick wasn't that bad. Yeah. He... Yeah, Ben Affleck as Batman. He was a fine Batman. So don't bear, blame it, Ben Affleck. Yeah, it, for it's him. not his fault for how shit a movie it is. Yeah. Like, I thought he gave a fine performance, worked fine with what he had to do. Yeah. He has obviously gotten fucking tanked for the movie. He's yeah, and if, huge. That, and if that wasn't obvious, um, go to like two hours into the film where they have like a six minute set to epic music. It's not, obviously. It's not six minutes. <laughs> it though. felt like six minutes. It's like a minute montage. He's got oh, a training, oh, there's a training like, montage yeah, just in this movie. Just like training. Yeah. But, but it just this horrible like he's in his back cave and he's got all these like gritty weights kind of thing so he's got like old he's like dragging an old tire by a rope and then like doing this sort of like battle cry after he does it right so he's shirtless pulls his tire across the line and like stands there and goes (laughs) (laughs) it's so bad it's yeah yeah but like compare him to Christian Bale's Batman and Christian Bale got pretty big but Ben Affleck is just massive yeah like now now Christian Bale's Batman is... Is small compared a, to... A great... I mean, he was better, and the movie was better, and... You know what? Uh, I felt like seeing Dark Knight or something like that after after this movie. I just felt like going home and crying. Yeah. Because it was just that bad. I was, Shit, it was angry. Bad. So I know we've said it's bad a lot. Instead of But just, let's actually yeah. get into what's actually bad. Yeah, because I was reminded but, about But this. just to, to cap off the like Batman thing, I think... If you compare the two most recent Batmans mm. and the two most recent Bruce Waynes, I think Christian Bale didn't do anything all you that think? interesting as um, Bruce Wayne. I but think I think he gave Ben Affleck the, was a pretty good Bruce Wayne as well. They both gave off the appropriate presence, which is like very organised and everything's under control. Yeah. You know, Batman and that, so, and like that sort of detached control... Yeah, exactly. And brooding, like... But, but, but more, yeah. More than brooding or anything like that, to me, Bat... Like... Not Batman. To me, Bruce Wayne should feel like he he's always in control. He should walk around just with this aura of confidence. And both of them... Both both of them do that. So, that's that's fine. And actually, thinking about um, Batflick, uh, it was seen like a movie where, if you can call it a movie, um, where... It was undeniably a movie. It was undeniably... <laughs> That's my biggest praise of it. It was a movie. <laughs> no, it, uh, it seemed like the kind of movie where, shot to shot, if you were an actor, like, uh, working on the film, you would not get in a sense of how terrible it was going to be. Does that make sense? Maybe if, he to- if, if Zack yeah. Snyder was telling you alright, you're just going to work out to this sort of rocky training montage, Ben. Maybe then he would be like, oh, this movie might not be good. But 
all the other scenes, if you're an actor, it's very difficult to see what the movie's going to look like. Yeah, but you read the screenplay and you know... Like, you read the script and you know what the basic story beats Yeah, are. but in, in this kind of movie where, like, the studio has its, like, sticky fingers all over it, right? And it could get changed at any moment if they think it's not working or they freak out about something and they want to please Yeah, them. yeah. You know, it could just change. Reading the... Reading the that's true. Script. It actually, it very much felt like a movie that had undergone many, many rewrites. Yeah. Like I imagine from the start, I don't, I don't imagine from the start it always had. Yeah. All the Justice League characters in it. I really. Like, I don't. I don't. You don't think it had Wonder Woman in it? I don't think it had Wonder Woman in it. I don't think it had the Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman. Yeah. Which they definitely didn't need to be in it. There were there were a few instances like that in the movie where. Um, it just felt like something had been put in there with no context, like shoehorned into there. So there was yeah, like the Justice yeah. League thing, but there was also these weird things where, like, the, the, there were these there's something weird... going through the movie where where Batflick keeps having dream sequences. Right? Yeah, which is something they did a lot in Man of Steel. Yes, there was a lot of weird, trippy. But to dream be fair, that things. kind of made sense. But it, yeah, it definitely made a lot or it was more like sense. Foreshadowing. And it worked worked in the movie. Yeah. Now the first dream sequence, I thought oh shit, this is foreshadowing. Like, oh, this is cool. Because it, it's just this, ran, in, it's in, this random cherry pick of like... Batman vs Superman. Yeah. It's yeah. this random cherry pick of just like uh, flashbacks, or not flashbacks, but just like uh, dream sequences of random comic book events. Right? So, or cool, cool things from the Justice League. So, there's a dream sequence where... Um, Batflick like is in his Batman suit but he's also got like an overcoat on like Desert Warfare style yeah and he he's in this crazy apocalypse that's right? not the that's not the first no, one it's not. it but, starts out with a dream sequence but yeah it's like this crazy apocalypse and the world's been destroyed and there are these bugs flying down bug men to attack them yeah so that was like a combination of like the injustice storyline and also the thing with no that was that one was was just the uh, dark side storyline which I think is where they're going to go with this. Like, right. if it's in the Justice League. So the first... the in, in a lot of the iterations of the Justice League, including the New 52 one, the uh, way that they get together in their first, like, fight is with this guy called Darkseid. Yeah. Who is not a Kryptonian. He's from a different planet. Oh, it's a weird planet called Apocalypse. But he's, like, a Superman villain. He's on that sort of level. He's got these laser eyes that are called is like Omega Beams, which is like Superman's heat vision. But and like actually, on, on Netflix, there is a animated, hour-long yep. animated version of this called Justice League War, which I went home and watched after watching Batman which is, Superman. Which is not bad. So that one, that is... It's like, it's like campy and comic booky, but it's better than yeah. the goddamn Batman movie. Yeah, it's, it's the introduction that. to the New 52. Yeah. Which is DC rebooting everything. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so... It, Bat- Batflick has those flashbacks which you're like oh is this what's going to happen but then probably not because he has a bunch of other weird flashbacks he has a flashback from the Flashpoint Paradox which is another sort of Justice League thing where um, basically in, in a different timeline um, Super- Lois Lane gets killed Superman becomes a bad guy uh, or like a crazy dictator dude who kills everyone. Isn't that what happens in Injustice? Yes. Which is right. a video game. But it's based on the Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, okay. And uh, the Flash 
travels back in time to warn Batman and that those Justice League guys what happens and just stop it yep and Batflick has a dream I think earlier on where there's the flash and he's telling him about the war and stuff like that yeah it's all really weird because that stuff never really comes into it no it's all a bunch of weird set up stuff for the Justice League movies there was just no part or context in the movie at all no at all and for me it's almost and this is a criticism which I read from a friend of ours yeah um, which pointed out that it's almost like they tried to skip all the it's like they were trying to do the Avengers thing except they tried to skip all like Iron that they released Iron Man and then they released the Avengers Mm. it's almost like they skipped all the ones in between where you found out about these characters and how they came to know each other but Avengers is good because it has so much heart and there's so much there's so, so many funny scenes in that and just like interaction human oh, interaction and this, this movie is just so no, like that. dreary and they try and have a couple of brief jokes in there but they just delivered so deadpan no. It's nothing, and just so terribly nothing is funny about that this they just movie. don't land the people in the goddamn cinema that were laughing at the goddamn jokes in this movie are fucking idiots <laughs> alright but there was an over usually when you watch those movies those big shock and awe movies which is this this was just as you like said a, before a just Bayham Bayham spectacle yeah right it was definitely as bad as Transformers in that way I, I think it was uh, just the that. fights were a lot more coherent than they are in Transformers Yep, but they were still just CGI fuckfests with a big soundtrack to it, which meant nothing, because incidentally, that big soundtrack, like epic music, like the pinnacle of most soundtracks, right? That starts about five minutes into the movie and never stops. It's such a loud movie. Never fucking stops. Yeah. Even even like, oh, Wonder Woman's just uh, looked at Bruce Wayne. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And that's all Wonder Woman does, by the way. She's not essential to the plot. She doesn't say much in the movie. She doesn't help in the fight. It looks like she does, and then you realise, no, no, she didn't do anything really. She there was no point to her at at all. She saves Batman. She saves Batman, but yeah, no, there's no point to her character being in there at all. No, and. Uh, it would have what's even... weirder is that it feels like there should be because um, there's a lot of slow motion epic in air quotes shots of her yes like she stands in she blocks something five seconds shot it's <laughs> like standing there looking heroic right yeah then two sec, like like two minutes later another five second shot of her just standing there looking heroic in slow motion with big music but who gives a shit because yeah. I heard big music when someone sneezed. You know, like it. Ooh, it was bad. For me, yeah, so for me, you... actually, it was. So, so like to wind it back a little bit, we came in. I sat down. There was an intro sequence um, that was very Zack Snyder. Yeah, and then it retold Batman's origin story yeah, sort of again quickly in the in the credits. Very quickly in the credits with big but, music. I mean, but I mean, how many times do we have to see that? I like, uh, that was okay. Getting it out it was, of the way, it was okay. lost credits roll. That was fine. Yeah. And the movie felt like um, maybe it was going to be an enjoyable 3 out of 10 film, right? Is how it was for me at the start. I heard the music and I was like, oh shit. And then 
I saw all the action, like it's you know Bruce Wayne driving through the city, making <laughs> seemingly random turns in the car, <laughs> trying to get to his building. Yeah, because it's been all nine eleven. And I could see the sort of what they were going for, and it seemed like there was at least a little bit of a plot. And I was like, okay, three out of ten. And then about half an hour through, it takes a spectacular nose time. <laughs> yeah, just... yeah. Whereas I thought it was about sort of a six six out of ten movie right, you, until you, about you halfway okay. through. Like there were some very cringeworthy moments, like when Batman gets lifted out of a well by a cloud of bats. It's a dream sequence, but it's still stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about that. There's a man bat scene. It's kind of cool. Another dream sequence where you there's some cool references out of you with this man bat. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But but, but uh, then yeah, it just uh, it just uh, nose dives, and yeah. it's not that it's a bad from a comic book storytelling perspective because, in my opinion, a lot of comic book stories are told in a sort of campy way, and it wasn't bad because of that. It takes a massive nosedive because they break the logic of the movie. The story makes no sense. Yeah. The story makes absolutely no sense. The characters do weird things. You don't... Their motivations don't stack up. Yeah. It's just very... Some very odd story-taking... Story um, choices that they make, which, in my opinion, stink of just the studio could keep their grubby hands off. It feels like a lot of shots of, like... um if someone had handed Zack Snyder, who I don't mind. I like um, if, most if, of his films. Yeah, if someone had handed Zack Snyder like a little uh, pamphlet that said how to make a, uh, how to make a successful superhero movie, and he just filmed those shots. Mm, it doesn't, I, I, like there's a scene... Because he had... I, think, there's I like, think Man of Steel, for all his flaws, was a... I I enjoyed it. It was an, I thought it was no. an interesting take on Superman I as a character. That movie. It was very melodramatic and it was very obvious in the like philosophical just dripping in philosophical overtones, but that worked for me. Look, Maybe I'm an idiot, no. but I thought it was a good movie. As I as I watched just a uh, sort of a simple movie, Man of Steel worked really well. Yeah. I enjoyed Man of Steel. I actively disliked this movie yes it was very awful the only joy I got out of it was looking to our friend who was sitting next to me at like various parts like the Ben Affleck working out scene and, and having a bit of it just yeah. like it, was, it wasn't a fun chuckle it was like when you know when you laugh when you, you, you're either going to really laugh or cry you know like yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> it's like this despairing what do we do without the last two and a half hours of our life it's just uh, I Wonder Woman did nothing. Superman, as a character, did virtually nothing. Yeah. All he does in that movie is he blows up a building and dies and comes back to life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He dies and comes back to life. Isn't that great? Yeah. I remember that. The death death and, and resurrection of Superman. Wasn't that the most hated thing ever in comics? Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, so he fights... Doomsday and kills we, Doomsday and then Doomsday. he gets killed by Doomsday. That's another which, thing. Which Doomsday. is another bastardized. Yeah, Doomsday, thing. a very cool supervillain. Uh, this guy, sort of a grey amphibian like scientific experiment by Luther Blob of just It's like it's um General Zod's body brought back to life. But who gives a shit, Peter? It's just this CGI monster that they Deus Ex in there. 
so that they can fight. Yeah, and when Superman died, I just thought, of course he fucking died. Yeah, and, and no then when he came like, back to life, I was, was like, no, of course he yeah. fucking did this. There's which, no which, way which he happens like five minutes after he died. Yes, so it removes all the impact of that moment even having, which it didn't have any impact to begin with. Right, because, because someone was just tried so to sell us that lie about like 20 years ago. Yeah, but th- that's that's not even why I thought it no, was it, so it, 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 There was no, oh, in the cinema... Yeah, when he died, and it there was no build <gasps> when he came back to life. It didn't. You know, it didn't build very well. Like it just. It never. Like I. I know it sounds like romantic, guys. If you haven't seen the movie, but. And the, yeah, it, it like, a lot of our conversations seriously make a lot of sense if you haven't seen the movie. But it's seriously, just so, like I like Superman, I like Batman, I love comic book movies, and that's why I hate this movie so much. I'm not shitting on Batman or Superman. We're not trying to have a rant. Like this is awful. It's just... How can it happen? It just doesn't make... It's just so bad as a movie. Like, there's this... uh, Batman and Superman are fighting each other, and Batman's got kryptonite, right? Which he just suddenly decides to call kryptonite, even though... (laughs) Just just randomly, like, they're calling this... Oh, this weird green crystal, which is made of this composite material, and it's from the crashed spaceship, and it's from the motor in the spaceship. And then Batman just just suddenly starts calling it kryptonite for no reason. Also, we'll get into Batman's whole... What? Weird flip, flip back and forth thing. Oh, I'll, I'll talk about that after this. Yeah, yeah. So they're so they're fighting, right? And then Batman somehow overcomes Superman because he's got kryptonite, and he's about to kill him. And then he goes, "No, I need to save Martha," which is his, which is Superman's mum's name, yeah, and it's also, also Batman's name. And Batman's, Batman's like, mum's. Oh, name. that's my mum's name. We're mates now. Essentially, is what happens. Yes. So that's, so that's real shitty. So then they go off to fight Darkseid and Lex Luthor. And so Lois Lane... Which, and Lex Luthor's what, what, evil Steve Jobs? <laughs> I would describe just, Yeah, yeah. So Lois Lane is then just left there in this deserted building where they were fighting. And she has this, like, kryptonite scepter, which she picks up and throws down a well for no reason whatsoever. And then when they need to get the scepter in order to kill Doomsday... She almost drowns trying to get it out of the well, and Superman has Saves to her, save her. And then he goes down and gets it, and he almost drowns because guess what? It's fucking kryptonite. <laughs> I just don't understand. You know, I say how does how did this happen? Because some fucking guy wrote down the storyboard for this, and on paper it makes no sense. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it makes no sense from a writing perspective. It makes no sense from a movie making perspective. What I was expecting to happen was like Aquaman to show up from the depths because the our father are like the dog, right? So I was expecting Aquaman to show up and be like, "I've got kryptonite now, guys. It's all good." And, uh, but that, that didn't happen. Been, that would have been totally not weird in in this movie. That would have that... already we've just seen random shit happen. <laughs> oh, it's just yeah. So Batman, the first hour, and the reason I say like the first hour gave me a little bit of hope was because there was sort of a cohesive build, like. And yeah. there was this whole like there was a kind of strong theme of Batman being the humanizing element, right? And the guy on the ground, and like the whole idea of how perspective is everything, and that whole and, dichotomy between Batman and Superman, like right, and the, but he's just, just a guy, but Superman is this god. How how this miscommunication could happen, you know? And it explains well enough why Batman would not like Superman. You know? Not like him. I'm not saying fashion all of a sudden fashion a kryptonite spear 
not, kill not, him. not hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even hate him, not just go off and murder him, right? But yeah. Like, but um, fundamentally disagrees with right, what he because does. It, 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 it's very strong. I think the first ten minutes, apart from Bruce Wayne driving around in this ad, this like what is it, like a mini something or other, for no reason, just in the city taking random turns. Well, that's but, that's to that's to set up why he hates him. Yeah, but so the first ten minutes is is the last ten minutes or so of the Man of Steel movie from Batman's perspective, and it's done really well. So you've got like. Instead of this having this uh, epic fight between Zod and uh, Superman up in the sky, it's these two like spec guys, like one of them in a cape or whatever, smashing through buildings, having their crazy fight, right? And Batman on the ground with all the scared people, and Batman owns a building that gets knocked over. Yeah, and all his workers, a lot of them die because. Yeah, the building gets gets knocked over, and one of one of the guys. So there's that happening, and then there's like the human element. It makes sense, right? That's really nice. I thought they could have gone somewhere where like um, Batman Batman could have been that whole sort of Captain America in Avengers thing, where you know like they show Captain Avengers worth by like his he's the humanizing element, the thing that people can connect with. Yeah, and there's always a place for him. Like there's Hulk smashing this giant snake thing. But there's also... Oh, there's a few dudes. You know, there's a few guys in the Avengers that capture these that group of people? Yeah. And all this big, important, world-changing stuff is happening. But still, there's that group of people that's going to die. And, you know, yeah, there's, like a, there's America, like a group of 20 people caught up by, like, two aliens. Yeah, and Captain America saves them, right? And that's like, shows the importance of, of that. And that's what Batman's doing. So he's, like, running through the rubble. He pulls off this thing, like, from the crushing this guy's legs that works for him. He saves, he saves his little girl, girl his mum's... But yeah. And then he looks up in the sky and he sees this dude and he like... It's like... <laughs> Curse you, Superman! Yeah. And big music plays and slow motion scenes. I, I, think, slew, I think you can uh, you can pretty readily assume that in any scene of this movie, big music plays. And slow motion. <laughs> and slow motion happens, yes. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense, right? But Batman goes from there... To suddenly stealing Lex Luthor's kryptonite, making a spear, and get ready to fucking kill Superman. And not even in a nice way. Like, he's just like grapple. He's, he's just like gasses him with kryptonite, <laughs> grapples his like legs together, starts smashing him around, like drags him. It's like, and he's gonna just fucking execute him. And then, as Peter said, Lois Lane turns up, says, his, his mother's name, it's Martha. And he doesn't go like, oh shit. Oh, the, like him having my mum's name makes me feel for him. What have I done? No, no, no. He goes from murder to I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. I'll get your mum. <laughs> and Superman, who's just been dragged around and about to be executed yeah, by this man, happens. goes, I trust you. You saved my mum. <laughs> <laughs> you saved my mum. And then Alfred goes, oh, I've been listening to your conversation this whole time. I know exactly where he is. Also, Alfred has this matter of fact sort of like, dude, this was going to happen. And that's the most cohesive plot points of the movie. All the other stuff just makes even less sense. It never really explains, because like Lex Luthor knows who Superman is, which of like... They never really explain how that happens, even though no. it's just such an incredibly thin Clark Kent and Superman. They're so obviously the same. Okay, that's been the case for like forever. 
Yeah, but like they never explain that in yeah. the movie how they found out about that. Oh no! So uh, I think it's important. Like when when I was, we were talking about this with our mates, and they were coming up with all these things that they thought were wrong in the movie, and I thought it was really important, and I dug in a little bit. Like I hate this movie. I think it's clear. We we've complained about it, but the thing is on this whole thing is to try and avoid the hate train, right? Try and avoid the Ghostbusters remake sort of hate train where it's like there's bad parts of the movie. Now it's just sh- like just shit on everything, right? Because there is a very yeah, yeah because no, there are good there are good parts, and I yeah. I'd, so when you come up with something like I that, I gotta say I enjoyed the movie for the first right. sort of half. The... And evil Steve Jobs, Lex Luthor, right, finds out about. Superman's name because he gets access to all of the Kryptonian knowledge like the Fortress ah. of Solitude type knowledge that's how he creates the experiment and stuff like that and that's how he learns that he is Kal-El he's Clark Kent and yeah oh okay so right that, that makes that's, sense. that's how he works that out the movie is still shit but that's I assumed it was like something where he put two and two together that since Superman always saves Lois Lane there must be Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I think he knows that they have a connection. Mm. That's all pretty pretty close to Lex Luthor. Like, yeah. Lex Luthor always, in some way or another, in every iteration of the comics, gains knowledge about the Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah. Usually from the Fortress of Solitude. And he always, he always knows... Solitude, was the Fortress of Solitude in the first movie? Um, in Man of Steel? <clears throat> I think it was, but I can't remember. The ship was buried in the ice. Right. In, in the yeah, North yeah. Pole. I don't know if there was a there was the fortress, but the ship was just buried there. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. It was just uh, guys. It was a bad movie. It was a bad movie. Yeah. Like, yeah let's, was, just, let's just. I, I think Henry Cavill is fine as Superman. Um, I think Batfleck. Ben Affleck is fine as Batman. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in Fast and Furious. Is fine as. I guess Wonder she's okay as Wonder Woman. Wouldn't know. Really? She didn't really do have anything to do. Yeah. Aquaman looks pretty cool. Yeah, Jason Momoa. I think it'll be a cool Aquaman. Not that I'm going to see it. We should make a pact right now that we're not going to see the next nah, one. We, we will, though. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I felt like I needed to take a shower after going to the movie because I contributed, I went in, I contributed to something wrong. Yeah, yeah. I went into that movie going, nah, it can't be as bad as all the critics say. Which is the thing? And then which is the thing we talked about last podcast? Yeah, last podcast I mentioned the whole idea that like half of the people that gave money to Transformers went and saw the movie because they'd heard it was really bad and wanted to see how bad it was. I think and there's still probably a pretty significant yeah population but, that enjoys Transformers for Transformers. But that's just the yeah. That's what I'm getting at. We yeah. did that almost, and it, I don't know. I feel like we probably talked about this for fun. Yeah, long. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for sorry, sure. guys. That we had for to, sure, we really needed to get um, that out of there. So, so the other movie which we yes. watched this week, this which was which we kind of introduced last week, as like our, this is I our, guess, movie club. This is our homework movie. Yeah. Um, so homework movie. That's a good name yeah. for it. Last week um, was No <laughs> Country for Old Men. Yeah. Which was a very interesting movie. We actually watched No Almost, Country for Old Men. Uh, right before we we went and saw Mandit, there was uh, about half an hour uh, separating the two, and that really like it was a shit movie no matter what. But that was so jarring because um, they it, could not be more different. Yeah, movies. No Country for Old Men, for instance, um, because we've all seen it, right, guys? Yes, 
is <laughs> yes yes is um it has no soundtrack is one of the coolest things about that movie it is 100% compared, compared to Batman vs Superman which has the most soundtrack yeah and uh, I would argue that no, no Country for Old Man has no Country way for Old Man shows such incredible restraint yeah. compared to Batman vs Superman which shows no restraint whatsoever yeah it's a very good very good way of comparing the two so No Country for Old Men it's the it's the Coen, Brother, the Coen Brothers movie mm-hmm. um, which you can feel really really palpably yeah, and it's a, it's a yeah, movie it's very much a Coen Brothers film. It's a movie about okay. It's a movie that f- the story is about um, sort of cat and mouse chase that starts off when Josh Brolin's character, who is this like ex ex Vietnam um, like white trash living in a trailer hunting dude, he's out hunting in uh, out west like somewhere in. in Texas or... Yeah. I think it's Texas. Yeah, and the whole movie it does a really good job of giving you that feeling of, like, country America. Yeah. And that, like, the isolation of it. dry silence. Yeah. The reserved nature of everybody. Also, yeah. like, just, like, the capableness of all of them. Like, Josh yeah. Rowland does it really well where he just doesn't speak very much and he just gets fucking on with it. Yeah. You know, and that's how he He survives. definitely gets on with it. Yeah. And it, it starts off with him, he's out in the desert hunting, and he comes across the, uh, the like, wreckage of, like, a Mexican drug cartel shootout, where there was a deal going, and he doesn't speak much, and he sort of just, he sees the wreckage, goes down, um, they're all dead except for one guy, there's a bunch of drugs in the truck, and he tracks the tracks of this, like, other guy. Yeah, so there's a shootout. Everybody's dead at the scene, Except and he deduces that there must have been a survivor. Yeah, so he goes off, grabs, finds the survivor, and the survivor's got all this money. Yeah, and so he decides, obviously, really, like silently and quickly, that he's going to take the money, and he comes up with this plan, MacGyver style, where you know he he's, he takes the guns, he takes the money, and he's going to try and run with it. Right? Yeah. And then we get started. Then we start to get introduced to all the other people that are going to follow him. So the then there then there comes the fucking terrifying villain, right? Or just I don't know how to describe him. So it's yeah. so unsettling. Yeah. So now comes this unsettling villain guy with a terrible haircut, and he's the first guy that chased Josh Brolin, played by um. Forgot uh, his name. Ah uh, shit! He was the villain in Skyfall. Yeah. You know who I mean. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's very different in Scarborough. Yeah, I'll just forget his name. That's right. Get, go, on, go on, go uh, <laughs> on. <laughs> so he comes around, and he's just like this terrifying, super calm, super um, disconnected from humanity killer guy who's been sent by the cartel um, to retrieve the money, but just... And he, he was somehow involved in setting up the deal as well. Yeah. Just goes fucking rogue and he wants the money. And he just starts murdering everyone to get into his way. Lots and lots of people. Lots and lots of people. Lots and lots of innocent people. Yeah. In just Lots of ways. innocent people for for often for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. It, yeah. Or just often for these, like... Oh, and every scene with him... One of the very central themes of the movie, I think, is like fate... 
Well, it's his. It's his sort of. And and like the circumstances that can bring two people together, just the random set of crazy circumstances that can bring two people together. Two, and I'll give two examples of this. So the first one is, um, he's filling up his car with petrol, and he's going in to pay for it, and he's talking to the, um, yep. to the Shop petrol me. station attendant, um, and he essentially. He is very intimidating towards him, and he's going to kill him. And then he puts it down to a coin toss. Yeah, and he doesn't kill him. But the the thing with that that scene, nothing happens. But I almost had a heart attack. Yeah, like in in a lot of his scenes where nothing happens, there's no music, and the conversation that they have is not like an outright he's threatening his life conversation. It's just very, very, very much implied. Yeah, and yeah, and it just. It's this tense, charged conversation about like pretty much nothing. Yep. You know, and, you and know, there's no soundtrack. Yeah, he's just there's this, no like he's just this dead, yeah, it's just this deadpan conversation with yeah with the shopkeep, and it just starts off from this very simple like, um, can I come back later? And the shopkeeps like gets intimidated by him, and so he says, no, we're closing. He's like, we're clo- you're closing now. He's like, yep. He's like, when do you close? He's like, uh, now. He's like, no, it's not a time. When do you close? And like, that's, like, that's it. But it is so fucking tense. Plus, he kills people with this like air powered executioner style like uh, pin thing, piston. Yeah, thing. so it's like the thing you can use to kill pigs. Yeah, and other livestock, but mostly pigs, where you push it into their forehead. You with, click the button, and, and like it a, this, sends uh, out a pressurized spike, yeah, which which comes, which goes in and retracts, yeah. And I guess he does that because it can't be traced, but I would pretty much bet that he just does it because it's intimidating, it's brutal, and, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the other like, and, and then so right so at the like end of that at the end of that scene, he has this very heated com- like intense conversation, and then it gets down to. He flips a coin and asks the guy to call it. And the guy asks him, what am I calling it for? And he says, you know. And he says, what do I stand to... I can't call it... What do I stand to lose? What do I stand to gain? I think that's what he said. And he says, everything. He's like, And he's like, what do I stand to lose? Everything. And he's like, um, everything's been building up to this... Yeah, that... This coin toss. And then, so he calls it right, and the guy just walks out. Yeah. And, and that's about like... That's one of those scenes in the movie, and there are a couple of them, where and it just feels like the Coen brothers are trying to tell you what the movie's about. Yeah. The other scene like that, I think, is... And we haven't said it before, but this whole conversation is going to be filled with spoilers. Yeah, you but should you've have watched seen the, the movie. You've seen the movie. Right. You should have watched it. Yeah. Um, so this shouldn't be much of a surprise. Um, the other scene, I think, which is all about fate, is when he gets hit by the car. Right, because it's a totally... It's it's one of those things... It's one of the, like, almost one of the final scenes in the movie. He's just going along. He's, he gets hit by a car out of nowhere, really hurt. These kids come over and help him. He gets on a, he, he just he gets up, slings his arm and walks off. Yeah. Nothing happens. At all. It's almost a pointless scene, but it's like... There's it's, some point... It's about like the randomness of fate, but it's also about the inevitability of him and the like... Yeah. So Continual... We, we said that we'd get like way into this movie yeah because we, we've all seen it and um yeah I, I was thinking about the themes of this and I would put it down to three separate uh 
scenes where the Coen brothers are basically just like telling you what the movie's about. So one of them is the coin toss one that we just talked about. And uh, what the Bill and Ashley says in that one is um, uh, he's got, he pulls out this coin and the coin is 22 years old. And I think the movie's set, the movie must be set a while ago. It's set in the 80s, I think. Yeah. So um, he tells him like the date of the coin. And after he wins the coin toss, he gives it to him and he says, don't like put it in your wallet or anything because it's your lucky coin. You don't want it to get lost. And this coin, you don't know that... He says something very outright, like you don't know... You didn't know this, but you've been building up to this moment for 20 years. Like this coin's been trying, going through all this stuff to try and find you yeah. for 20 years because this is the moment where you live or die, right? Like on this coin toss. And... It, you talk about the inevitability of fate, but I would say that and the this movie is is um, more about like like its title suggests. It's more about the inevitability of death, specifically, and the randomness of it. Because the main character, I would say, in the well, the, the narrator the narrator of the of the movie isn't Josh Brolin. It's not the killer guy. It's the police officer that's tracking him, uh, played by Tom Lee Jones. It's his voice you hear at the start. Really Of quite Space Cowboys fame. Unintelligible because it's very subtle. <laughs> I understood about 35% of what Tom Lee Jones said. Mm. Which is unfortunate. But, uh, and it, he's getting old. and He's like this old sheriff. Yeah, and it's no country for old men, right? It, he's sort of having this crisis where he, he's realising that his own death's inevitable. Right? And I think, I think that's what that assassin guy represents. It's just like... Yes. 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 He comes in he is, at random he is times, right? He the could devil. be. He is. The... He could be cancer, right? That old guy, twenty-two years, something. He could have smoked for started twenty years ago, right? And that's what killed him. It's all been building up to that. And he had no idea. Yeah. Or uh, take some other people, like the guy who he he needs a new car, so he pretends like he's broken down. He waits until this friendly chicken farmer comes around, and kills him and takes his car, right? Now that's less of a build-up, so one sort of represents like a, you've been contributing to this for ages, but you didn't know. Yeah. Something like smoking, right? This one is more like you got hit by a car. He just was there. He just pulled over. He was just there. So I would say the movie, I think, is just about the inevitability and randomness of death. And Tommy Lee Jones sort of thinking about it. Yeah, and it's which also, brings me in like the third. Not to okay, I'll so just yeah, no, yep. but the, the third scene for me that was important you said the two with the assassin the one where he's tossing a coin and the one where he gets hit by a car yep. but I would say like the other one is Tommy Lee Jones at the very end of the movie to definitely spoil it right because it's, it's a weird fucking ending guys but like it, he, it ends with this shot of Tommy Lee Jones's face as he recounts a dream he just had right yes but you just feel like it's this. You're supposed to be getting more from it, right? Because it's, it's this weird. It's dream definitely about, like the whole the whole thesis of the movie. It's weird. It's this weird dream. We talk about his father. He he's up in the snow and he sees his father pass him on this horse, and he knows that his father will be waiting for him um, whenever he gets there. With like a no, it's just a it's just a man. A man. I think it's his dad, isn't it? No. Really? No. I thought it, I thought it was just a man. It was a man with fire. Oh, okay. Who's carrying around like a horn with a charcoal? Okay. I don't. Mm. Well, so you go. Someone will tell us. And uh, and he's been traveling for many days, and 
he always, he keeps seeing this guy yeah and he knows no matter what he's gonna he's gonna come yeah he's and always gonna catch up to yeah. him or he, wherever he goes he'll be there yeah another sort of thing that I could interpret as death death not necessarily an evil representation of death like an inevitable guy. yeah more like even a friendly sort of inevitability yeah because like yeah. this guy he's he makes fire yeah so that's what the movie is about I would say that the conclusion that you're supposed to draw is comes from another scene where Tommy Lee Jones is talking to his brother I think mm. in it's also hard to tell because you can understand what they're <laughs> saying but yeah, yeah, thankfully yeah. you can understand his brother more mm. and he's talking to his brother about how he's going to retire and he's, how he's going to get old and they have a conversation that's uh, that one's about his father I think but yeah. like it's 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 not about death, it's about something else. But it, you can interpret it that way, right? Where he says, um, like, as you get older and stuff, like, uh, Dad realised that... I can't remember what he was thinking about. I think it was, like, the horror of the job or something. Because they'd all been police officers. But hmm. he was saying, like, you've just sort of... You've got to forget about it. Which I think is, like, what they were saying about it. Like, here's this whole thing of the inevitability of death it's coming for you and all of this. And there was this guy you that you were tracking to... that you just you just couldn't... Yes, that's what he was talking about. The guy he was tracking that he could never find. Yeah. you just got to let go. Yeah. Right, because Tommy Lee Jones is tracking the assassin guy. Tracking death. the same trying. And, uh, yeah, I would say that's what they were trying to say. And it's a fair enough way to deal with it, right? I think it's a lot... It's, it's the way a lot of us deal with it. You just forget about it. Yeah. You have to, you have to forget about it. Certainly, how I think of death. Yeah, <laughs> to get mm, this doesn't feel like a movie <laughs> with Sam and Peter. A little bit, a little bit heavy, <laughs> but it's a heavy movie. It is well and truly a heavy movie. Not the kind of thing that you go and see, <laughs> you watch before going to see Batman vs Superman to get you in the mood. Although that movie tries to be a very oh, yeah. heavy and yeah. deep movie, but just spectacularly fails. Yeah. And there are some other characters in the movie, and um, if you don't want to think about how it's all about how you're going to die one day, um, you can just sit back and enjoy like the chase. It's very cool. But yes. Josh Brolin's sort of this weird, capable MacGyver motherfucker. Yeah, just, like, he's doing everything with duct tape and and having yeah. They're, they're actually sort of quite evenly matched. And another thing where it's about randomness of death, I think, is how Josh Brolin dies, right? Because Josh Brolin, you, you have this assassin guy. And he seems just fucking crazy and unpredictable and really capable, right? Yeah. But he gets thwarted, like twice, even shot by Josh. By Brolin. Josh Brolin, yeah. By Josh Brolin is doing a damn good job of keeping him, death, like away. Away, yeah. Right? And and his wife talks about how like he can take care of himself. He's always been really capable, and he is. He like he's a really good match for him. He's just so quick. He's so ready to do whatever it takes, and he's like, he's like three steps ahead. There's like a very confusing scene. I hope I hope you guys are confused by this as well. Where um, Josh Bond's you talking about the ho- hotel scene. Yeah, he's yeah. held up in a hotel. He rents one room where he puts the money in a vent. He rents another room, and he's in a third room. It turns out where he's taking. The, it's just he's got he's got him on lockdown, right? Yeah. And how does he die? He doesn't get killed by the assassin guy at all. He gets, just gets randomly shot by some Mexicans who were also after the money. <laughs> That's how we got. That's how we go. Yeah, and and in a very interesting choice, they don't even show that scene. No, 
They show like they show all these people talking about how he's going. He's gonna go like he's sent his wife away, and they're gonna meet up. Um, and it shows a scene of him like he's at the hotel where they're gonna meet, and he's like walking to the hotel room, and he's talking to just this woman that was in the pool. Um, and then, and then the next thing that happens is he's just dead. Like the Mexican, the Mexicans have have caught up to him and he's dead and they don't actually show him dying which I thought was very um very interesting choice but very effective yeah and somewhat anticlimactic as well like it, it no, very much yeah, ebbs no, and flows it, I, this movie because there's the I very guess. there's the very dramatic scene of like the chase and then like there are very dramatic moments but then it uses the quiet moments so well yeah Again, in such an antithesis to Batman vs Superman, yeah, which has no quiet moments. Yeah, we were far more intelligent than I thought, Peter. We picked this movie at a great time. Yeah, yeah, I think um, we've very much been talking for. Yeah, I think we've gone over time, but this movie, this this episode was going to be about those two things. Mostly, yep. we, we haven't played um, very many new video games. Yeah, so one. so there's some TV shows that we could talk about. Right. But I think we yeah. maybe very, just won't. Very briefly, um, I've been watching uh, Vikings. That's a great show. Yeah, have you, have you, it's have you got, seen that? Yeah, so I've seen the first two seasons of Vikings. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm halfway through season one. Yeah. And, uh, um, I would say the, the script is not great, but it's a cool show. I, I really like it. And I think I really like it because it's, it's, it's like historical drama. Mm. But it's like a HBO... Uh, style it's like, got the same sort of production values as Game of Thrones yeah there's naked people and violence it's a lot of sex and a lot of sex and stuff and amazingly it's and a historical like drama series yeah so I, I think it's, it's it, it is it is dramatised but it's like made by the History Channel so it has that very strong root yeah. in a lot all the things that they were doing um yeah. are based in fact and so I, it's a story of Ragnar Lothbrok who was like this Viking Mythical hero. It was a guy who um, developed a way to sail west, which means that they could raid England for the first time. Yeah, so you could sail across the Ode, like yeah, and uh, and a lot of that is, is is really factual, and I can confirm this because um, it gave me uh, a nice talking point with um, my mum, which is always good, uh, where. Uh, like she's, so, my my mum does a lot of things, and one of them is that she's a big history buff. Yeah, specifically English history, right? So anytime I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? Who, who, which king is this? Where are we?" I'm just like, "Mum," <laughs> and I'm um, like, call her or whatever, mm. and then um, she could be able, to, she she could just like give me a lowdown, and he's like, "Okay, so when is this? Honestly, you're probably looking at seven hundred, like the early, the late seven hundreds, um, you know, like and just." And it's quite accurate. Mm. So she was she um, preempted a lot of stuff. Like she asked me where do they raid? I was uh, they first, when, when he first hits England, they raid this little island. Yeah. Um, it starts with an L. I can't remember the name of it, but um, they raid this island, and um, I didn't tell mum this, and I was just like, "Well, did, did they feature like insert name island here, right?" I was like, oh yeah. She's like, oh yeah, in like 783, that was the first ever place that the Vikings raided. You know, like that's really, that, that, they did yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's quite accurate that way. So, 
Uh, yeah, if you if you love history at all, it's it's awesome. And if you don't, you know, it's a show where it's a bunch of Vikings killing people, sacrificing things. Guys to with big massive beards and yep, swords and axes and shit, just killing the shit out of. And it's on other. Netflix. And so the first three seasons are on Netflix. Yep. And I think there's four. Yeah. You actually see the fourth one on TV here in Australia. Yep. Yeah. That's that one. Just quick. So yeah. we're trying to chug through them. Yeah. Um, Both we, of us finished Daredevil season two. Yep. Which I thought was pretty good. We talked think, about it before. From just... memory, I think it was better than season one for about the first half. Like, so the, th- the thing about season two is the there's not one main villain. Like, so... Kingpin was the big villain from season yeah. one, and, and that was that the whole storyline. Vincent D'Onofrio could carry that as like the main yeah, villain. yeah. Whereas this time, there's sort of two main story threads. There's like two story threads. The first half ish is all about the Punisher, and the second half is like um, is uh, Electra. Yeah, and Electra and Vikes more like just like that the whole weird Daredevil plot. The yeah, and the chase. Yeah, which I thought all the stuff with... I thought all the stuff with The Punisher was done really well. Yeah. I really enjoyed that story. I thought at the end I was a bit disappointed about who the main villain ended up being. Like, I thought that was pretty How it was just a random guy called the Blacksmith. Yeah. And he turned out, like, in this weird... He was a bit of a nothing villain. Yeah, and at the very end when they reveal him, it's like this weird twist that, like... I won't... We won't spoil this one as much, but... Yeah. It's just a twist that, for me, makes not much sense and feels just a little bit too neat yeah yeah, yeah. definitely um, and then also all the Electra stuff I thought was kind of boring I think Electra was a very difficult character to make interesting yeah it's just something about her yeah it's just I don't really like well that sort of ninja mysticism stuff I'm not, yeah. I'm not particularly interested in and I thought like there's a bit like, of blood magic yes might be cool yeah might be cool <laughs> yeah um, um so that's, yeah so that, 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 that was that was dead level, it's, it's worth saying it's on that we're place. trying to speed up here guys we sort yeah. of ranted for a long time about yeah. both those movies um, so then the, the game we want to talk about is a game called Broforce yes so, which is pretty much <laughs> the, new th- the, the new most thing. spectacular game ever. ever so the new thing that we've been doing uh, uh, so we've that we're been, trying to do we've been trying to do this uh, little bit of structure don't worry we're still going to be our loose selves but uh, we wanted to do this whole thing where we watched a movie each week. Yeah. And, like, something that we we could all do together and then talk about it in depth. Yeah. And we're, so the movie that we're going to choose each week is generally going to be something on Netflix, although the one that we've chosen this time is not. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least... The, we'll, we'll get into that later. Okay. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is that uh, we've been trying to do... Uh, get some more variety in our games because we're going to bang on about Destiny pretty much every fucking week. The next, when Dark the next Souls three, three weeks comes we're out, we're just talking about Destiny, Dark, and Dark when Souls. When Dark Souls 3 comes out on April 12th... Um, Which incidentally is when the new that. Destiny content yeah. comes out. Guys, you're going to be hearing about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's going to be like... That's going to be like... Lots Sam things about Dark Souls 3, part 1 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> Has Sam slept yet? No. <laughs> Um, so we wanted to do something new each week mm. and the way that we, we've come across that is uh, on PSN on PlayStation uh, there's a few free games that you come out every month yeah, as part of PlayStation Plus yeah and they're not like uh, free games that are always free like they're not like free shitty games they're just free that particular month 
to yes. download and own. So it's stuff like uh, Rocket League. Rocket League was free for a while. Yeah, yeah. And there's been some really good stuff on there, like Injustice. Injustice was on yeah. there. Proper, um, proper and this is for yeah. PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita as well. So yeah. you get a lot of free games every month. It's very much worth the money. Yeah. And you need it to play online on PlayStation. And 4. they're sort of fun for us to talk about. And usually there's a co-op one. Yeah. So this this time we played a game called Broforce, which is spectacular. Oh. It's sort of this it's a side scroller. We were both laughing pretty oh, much the entire time we were playing. It's the whole concept the whole conceit of it is that you play as all these like action hero characters, except their name has got like bro in it. Yeah. So there's like you play as like Braid, who is Blade, Blade. or you play as the Boondock Bros <laughs> or um the Brominator. Or Indiana Brones. Yes, Indiana Brones is one of my favourite. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Plays... Broderson? Mr. Yeah, Mr. Broderson, which is Mr. Anderson. From uh, Matrix. Um, he plays... Just a bunch of them. Yeah, he has like Chuck Norris and Ripley and The Predator and... Yeah. All these... Fa- Mr. T. <laughs> um, uh, B.A. Oh. Broruckus or something. Yeah, from... Um, from Rock- the A-Team. Oh, oh, no, an A-Team, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's great, guys, and it's, it's sort of this like this whole make fun of like crazy you shooter play patriotic stuff. Rambo, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy shooter patriotic stuff. So it's like the opening scene is it's just like, like slug. it's just like an eagle, uh, yeah. like a like a cyber eagle, <laughs> and this American flag. justice eagle, and like the, the like the intro to like some of the missions is, is stuff like um, we found these guys who who are different than us. <laughs> Go kill them. <laughs> And each mission ends with like an awesome guitar, like like. Yeah, yeah, that's what it ends. And we just play. We just. It ends by you killing the devil and jumping on a on a helicopter, which airlifts you out of there, and everything explodes. It is it is fantastic. Oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's so ridiculous, and it's just so great. Yeah, we we actually played it like this late at night for way too long and co op. Yeah, yeah, Um, and it it it's sort of. uh, if you get up to the harder missions, if you play it on a harder difficulty, it would be a lot like Hotline Miami. Yeah, because it's like one bullet, one bullet, one kills, bullet you. kills you. Um, and you, but you just have these crazy abilities. It's just... <laughs> and everything just fucking blows Playing up. Playing as Chuck Norris means you can, like, call in an airstrike, which is red, white, and blue. Yeah, of course, like, <laughs> some of the most overpowered ones are weird ones. Like, uh, I would say that... Mr. Anderson's one is pretty OP. Yeah, so if you're Mr. Broderson... Mr. Broderson. Then you uh, can cry chop people, right? Yeah. And uh, then when you when you pop your like little ultimate, you um just chew this red, take the red pill. Yeah. Right, and then you just go into this neo mode where no bullets can hit you, and they all fly back and hit like the people who shot them. <laughs> so that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, it's balanced by the fact that like it's like one of those like mini clip arcade games. Mm. You remember how many bullets were flying around there? Any one of them, if they hit you, can kill you. And we yeah. die like. All the time. <laughs> Usually because there's so many explosions happening. And you and like, can't tell what's going explosions on. Explosions trigger other explosions and then you yeah. just get fucked. You just, oh God. And you can destroy the environment. There's rocks falling down on you. Oh, yeah, one like, of the big things about it is the environmental destruction. Yeah. Which is really cool. So you can just literally just shoot your way through a mountain yeah. Now there's a few, skip all the a few serious problems with it. Like we just sat there for ages dying over and over again at the start of this mission because we didn't know that there was a sprint. And then yeah. you couldn't make a certain jump. Yeah. No one told us this. No. Even in the mission, they didn't tell you this. Yeah. So, that's an issue. But it was... Um, <laughs> and it, it wasn't was like nice. there was a sprint button. It was you had to double tap a button, yeah. which 
you need to have it. Which is weird considering that we're using a PlayStation controller, but only using like three buttons anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We could yeah. But that's a little bit like it's just it's, it's like a mini clip, it's a mini it's clip a, style game. Yeah. It, it's we, great we fun. for a little bit one night we were already thirty percent completed the story. Yeah, it's not all that long, but it's heaps of fun to play with yeah. like a couple of mates, up to four player co op, I think. If you have PlayStation Network, there is no reason why you shouldn't get this. Yes, because it's, it's free, free right this now. month. Free until the go, end of the month. Go grab it, guys. Definitely, definitely do it. It's a, it's a great time. Um, if not, I don't know if it's available on anything else. Yeah, it. I, I'm sure it's on PC I at think, least. Uh, depending on what it was, how much it was, I'd buy it. Yeah, yeah. I think it would play. If a you love, if you love like crazy action movies, crazy sort of Twitch uh, arcade style games. As yeah, well. I think it's even worth it just to see all the bro characters you can unlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like the alien brochetti. Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, the guy from Die Hard, Bruce Willis, John John Brooklyn. Oh yeah, I, I can't remember how they we throw into that one. Yeah, but it, it's great. It's, yeah. it's just great. Yeah, great fun. If you're MacGyver, you can throw you you just throw dynamite, and yeah. then your your big ultimate is you pick you stuff a bunch of dynamite into this roast chicken. And throw it, and it attracts enemies. And then, when you detonate it, it just is a ridiculous explosion <laughs> that most likely just kills you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and that's so that's Broforce. That's Broforce. Yeah, um, get it, get it into you. <laughs> very much get it into you. Yeah. Um, so we'll quickly finish off as we always by, do. <laughs> I'm going to quickly talk for a minute about the division. So, so very quickly. I've kind, I've kind of had my fill of the division I think yeah. one of the things I talked about over the last couple of weeks was the end game and how the sort of main end game is in the dark zone the player bless player stuff yeah. and they've just released a new patch which um, massively changes the penalties for dying so there's not much as, a, as much of a penalty for dying in the dark zone so now people are much more encouraged to do to like kill each other and do the player best player thing. Yeah. So that kind of ruins the problem. That that gets rid of the problem where people just weren't fighting. But each now other you just can't no kill the time. In the dark zone. Um, now a little bit. Now is there no point being in the dark zone because you're probably going to lose your shit anyway. Um, is it kind of not not really. Well, I mean, if you lose your shit, there's not much of a there's not as much of a. Um, penalty for dying like you lose the gear that you pick up so if you have so it, it does make that intended thing of okay. if you have like a really rare item that you want to go and extract it's really tense that you got to go to the extraction area and and get rid of it before before it, other people sort of, come and betray you that's sort of run its course for you though yeah I've kind of like I've kind of had a bit of enough bit of enough yeah so you can follow this whole arc yeah. Uh, episodes four, five, and six of the show yeah. will will give you Peter's uh, so they initial are... bursts of enthusiasm, and then sort of Peter's kind of okay enthusiasm, and now he's. Well, I mean, right. I I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time. Yeah. I've played like fifty hours of it, so I've de- definitely got my money's worth. Hasn't turned into um, destiny for you because it doesn't have the PvP. Yeah, and I played destiny of the today for yeah. a minute. Yes, yeah. just, just PvP for like a game because yeah. you could just. And, and run, running way. through running through the heroic missions is actually really fun, but I'm just kind of yeah. I'll move on to other stuff. I've got heaps of uni work to do. I, I thought um, about this for a little bit uh, today, where it's like I'm playing Destiny right now. Mm. I've talked about how we don't have any new content out for it, but the reason is like 
Um, if you thought about Halo, I played Halo, I liked Halo, I played the story once to get through it and like experience it, I played the story again because I was an asshole who needed to complete it on Mythic Legendary for the validation, right? And then that was it, and all I did was play the Pit. multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, and people talk about like the lack of content in Destiny recently, but to be fair, Destiny's PvP is, I would say, a, a better, more fleshed out version of Halo multiplayer, right? And that's all you really were buying with Halo. Mm. Same with Call of Duty, to, a, to an even greater extent with Call of Duty. So really, there's a fair bit of shit in Destiny. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Yeah, it's just we've come to the end of it, and what we expected from the first year of Destiny, they was, had a new DLC out within the first month of it being released. Right, we thought... We and then they had another one out a couple of months after that. So at six months, they'd already released two expansions. Admittedly, they were very shallow didn't add a lot of expansions but there were two expansions nonetheless no, and they increased the light level and um, threw in new gear whereas and holy shit the raids were epic when yeah. especially when they first came out I fucking love the dark below I know that everybody a lot of people tend to uh, think that the um, Vault of Glass was better yeah but I really like the dark below I love swords and like the sword was a big part of that and they had this that rock star roll, which again, I'm a, I'm a yeah, huge Yeah, so the final for. boss you could only damage with this sword. Sword. So there was one guy called the sword bearer. Yeah. And a lot of the pressure was on him. And it was a really hard thing to get really right, especially if you're playing like hard mode with some sort of limitation, maybe. Maybe you didn't have as a, a, like a full team. Like in, which towards the end of the life, you didn't because weren't no playing all that much. So you needed to be like this, have like a badass sword bearer. Yeah. And it was hard to learn. And that just like. I was like, oh, I want that. It was this sort of thing of like going on Destiny looking for group website and everybody would be like, please, can anybody be a sword bearer? Like, and there'll be sword bearer guys who are just, just saying ridiculous things like, yeah, I can come on. Just give me like 45 minutes and I'll get to you. Or like, um, like I'm coming, but uh, I need you to do this for me. You know, like, <laughs> they were the rock stars. Yeah. So I... It, it was, it was great. Yeah. Um, so, they've just finally, finally revealed what the new Destiny content is going to be. And it's going to be what we said in the last podcast. It's yes. Gonna be, it's going to be new stuff for an arena that already existed. Yeah, so they're adding one new strike, which is the new content. Um, they're bringing in some old strikes to the rotation um, of, like, the strike playlist. And then they're also bringing back Prisoner of Elders which was from the second DLC, the House of Walls DLC, was like the Horde mode, um, fight, Halo firefight mode equivalent. Yeah. Which is like the round-based, fight a bunch of enemies in an arena thing. And that's that's the new content that they're bringing back. They're increasing the light level. Yeah. I think it could be fun. Um, it definitely won't have the legs to tide people over until for another six months until the new no, it'll be content release and I, I regretfully it's coming out exactly the same day as Dark Souls 3 yep so so I'm not going to be there I'm sorry Peter yep. so there's going to be and they've revealed some cool loot that's going to come out but um, it's not like a full new content expansion it's just reusing a bunch of old shit yeah um, so I'm, I'm incredibly excited for it but um, I'm not setting my expectations too high yeah despite the fact that I'm incredibly excited <laughs> and yeah so that, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's Destiny Destiny the Cruel Mistress yeah. Um, yeah I think that that brings us to the end of our uh, 
our episode today. Yes, we we spoke for fifty minutes about two movies. It needed to be said. Mate. It it definitely needed to happen. Do not see Batman vs Superman. It is Batman hot street Superman trash. Dawn of regret. <laughs> yes, I, like just. I don't know if I regret seeing it. I do, but it was. I'm I'm definitely not a better person for having seen yeah. it. Don't see it. Don't see it. Please don't see it. It's just not worth it. Yeah. And it's projected to make a billion dollars. Yeah. And No Country for Old Men. You should have seen it. But if you haven't you seen, seen it, it? Uh, go watch it, I guess. Actually, I really think if you if you go into it with our conversation in mind about how like what it's what we think it's really about and yeah. that sort of stuff, I think that could add something to it. So if you haven't seen it, if you were bad, you didn't do your homework... Um, you can still go see No Country for Old Men still on Netflix. It, yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty so, so deep movie. The homework movie that we've got. Yep. So your this assignment week. So, this week. So, first of all, the assignment game is Broforce. And if you'd like to play Broforce with us, you can get in contact with us on our SoundCloud page or I've just created a Facebook page yep, we have for a Facebook the podcast, which is facebook.com slash a beer with Sam and Peter. Part of the system. Yeah. Um, so, so, send us a message on. On that page, and we'll play, and we'll play yeah. Broforce with you. PSNs, send those out to us, and we'll get onto it. Yeah, um, so that's your homework game. Homework movie is what is considered a good Zack Snyder movie. Yes, which because we is don't want to beat directed... on Zack Snyder too much. Yeah, so we wanted to watch it. Last week we watched. Um, last week we spoke about. Oh, a couple of weeks ago we spoke about um, How Caesar. Which we thought was a subpar Coen Brothers Coen movie, Bro- like so we it, which we thought was okay, but not amazing. So we watched No Country for Old Men. This time, I'd like us to watch the director's cut of um, Watchmen. Yep. So Watchmen, just the movie, is on Netflix, but the director's cut, I think you have to. Um, You'll have to go through other channels. iTunes or or yeah. find the Blu-ray. So or we'll watch the director's cut. Um, if you want to do that, you can do that too. But for this week, if you want to do the homework and you don't want to spend any money and you already have a Netflix account... Yeah, just the regular version's fine. That'll do Director's fine. cut is a bit different and we'll talk about how it's different from the theatrical version. So you'll get it anyway. Next week. Yeah. yeah. So there's your homework. Yep. And, um, I don't know. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Get out of here.